Hi everyone, welcome back to another Barrel Proof Baseball Podcast Bottle Review. Today we are going to be looking at Old Forester, specifically the Old Forester 1920. So Old Forester released four bottles and those four are their Whiskey Row series. The Whiskey Row series being named after Whiskey Row in Louisville, Kentucky. These bottles, specifically the 1920, which we have here, is they're becoming really popular. Um, the 1920 is probably leading the way. This is a, a very available bottle, and it's probably one of the better readily available bottles that are on the market right now. Um, in a lot of people's opinions, this bottle is really thought highly of. And I would, I would suggest trying this out. This bottle is going to run you about $60. So I would suggest maybe trying to try it out somewhere. If you go to a bar or somewhere and you can find this, try it out before because this is going to be uh, a step up in terms of the proof. This is 115 proof. So it's definitely going to be different than anything you've probably tried if you're new to bourbon or you haven't got into some of the higher proofs. The 1920 is significant because of Prohibition. This is their Prohibition style bourbon. Um, 1920 was when the Volstead Act was initiated, essentially putting the United States into Prohibition. With that, the United States government only granted 10 medicinal whiskey licenses, um, six of which were used, one of them by Brown Foreman, and here we are with Old Forester and their uh, paying respects to the 1920s era whiskey and prohibition times when they would go through and bottle these uh, or barrel the bottles up they would put the whiskey into the barrels at 100 proof through aging and evaporation uh, what would come out of those barrels was 115 proof and that's why old forester made the 1920 prohibition style uh, in the same type of whiskey and the same proof that would come out during uh, the prohibition times so this 115 proof is very specific to that era and so that's why old forester decided to uh, make this a main staple of their whiskey row series this is definitely the most popular in the whiskey row series and for a lot of people i think this is a really good entry into higher proof bourbons it's not going to be as high as some of the other barrel proof bottles that are coming out. However, this is definitely starting to get up in proof. And if you're not ready for it, then it's going to really catch you by surprise. So Old Forester in general puts out an outstanding product. One thing before we get into this one, what, what I would suggest is trying out some Old Forester products. My favorite Old Forester product is this one here. This is their kind of one of their flagship bottles. It's 100 proof. They've got another one that is 86 proof. I would try them both out. Both of these bottles are going to run you just about $20. Um, I would try them, see how you like it, because I think they're pretty similar to a lot of Old Forester's offerings. They just make a really, really nice product. So I would suggest trying out the 86, try out the 100 proof, and see how you like them. And then maybe get into some of the Whiskey Row series. And when you feel like you're ready to jump into the higher proof, then I would say go for the 1920. Like I said, this is definitely going to be a different feel from um, some of the lower proof, even, even the 100 proof. This is definitely more complex. Um, it's got a little bit more 
um, of a flavor profile to it. You're definitely gonna know you're drinking a better bourbon than you are when you have the 100. As good as the 100 is, and I suggest the 100, there is a major step up between the 100 and the uh, 1920. So try it out, see if you like it. I, I would try this, I would go to a bar or something and try it out first because it's gonna run you 60 bucks. And you know that's where you get to that price point where people kind of make a decision of like, is this worth it? I mean, that's starting to get up there in price. Now the, the bourbon fanboys that are out there are gonna call this a really affordable budget type quality bottle. To me, $60 for a bottle of bourbon is not budget. Uh, but good for those guys and all their success. I wish them well. But I would really try this before uh, buying a bottle and committing to, to that price point um, because it is going to be significantly different than anything else that you have tried before. So um, let's give this a try. I would say, now let me tell you a little bit about this first before we get into the tasting. When I first got this bottle, I got it because of the popularity. Everybody was talking about it. Everybody was going on and on about, you know, what a great bottle this is, what a great value it is at, you know, at $60, um, being a value for the quality of the bottle. And when I first got it, I thought this was not good. I hated it. Um, I have had this bottle over a year and it's finally getting down to the end. I hated the first half of this bottle. And I actually had some discussions with people on, uh, social media about it. Um, I was kind of outspoken about not liking it. And some people thought I was crazy. And th some people thought that they agreed. Some people thought that their uh, the 1910 is better than this 1920. The 1910 was the fourth bottle in the Whiskey Row series. Um, it's a, it's finished, I think, in a toasted barrel, I, I believe. Don't quote me on that. Uh, but I like the 1910 better than this from start to finish. That's where I had a tough time with the 1920. For a $60 bottle to dislike half of it, that's a tough sell for me. Um, I think it's a good bottle and now I really like it and I would definitely suggest this. Um, when this is gone, I'll probably get another bottle because it's a really good bottle to have in your collection. I just didn't like it at first. I got a, I got a weird, I got this funk on the back end that I just couldn't kick. Um, every time when I'd finish it, I'd finish my sip, there was a funk there. And that's the only word I can use to describe it because it wasn't good. Something at the finish just was very unpleasant to me. And it took me literally till probably halfway through this bottle to, um, start to really like it for that funk to kind of go away and for me to really appreciate this bottle. And, and I felt like I should be liking it more than I was. I just didn't care for it. Now that I'm at the point I, that I am with this, I really like it. So I would buy it again. I would suggest buying it, uh, but just be aware that for half this bottle, when I smelt it, when I tasted it, it, it reminded me of chewing on a Band-Aid. That's, that's the only way I can describe this. I put this up against the 100. I put this up against the single barrel, this one here. Um, did a blind tasting of all of them together and the 1910 as well. And each time this one got fourth place out of the four that I tried, it was with the 86 as well. Um, I just didn't like it. It just was not for me. And like I said, it took time. Now I really like it. Now it's super enjoyable. Um, it's great. Um, it's, it's, got a, it's got a lot of flavors to it, a lot of complexity. 
um, it just took time. It just, I don't know if it needed to open up or what, but it definitely took some time for me to, to start to enjoy this. Now, one thing I will say, I kind of put that on myself. When you nose this, this glass, okay, it's, it's definitely, you can tell there's a proof to it. I think it's 18% rye, I believe it is. So it's starting to get up there and rye a little bit. If you close your mouth and stick your nose in this thing, it's gonna singe your nostril hair. It's just, it's, it's got that proof to it that you definitely wanna keep your, your mouth open as you nose this because of the higher proof to it, the higher ABV. And because it could, it could kind of surprise you, but it's not overwhelming. It's, it's got, to me, it's got a little bit of like citrus to it. Um, it's got a little bit of sweetness. It's, it's definitely spicy, um, uh, smelling, but it's not overwhelming by any means. You, you're going to know that there's some proof there, but it's not, um, it's not overwhelming. You do get that caramel, that little caramel, uh, bourbon-y type of a, of a scent to it but it's it's sweet overall i would say that the nose is somewhat sweet now when you take a sip it's not sweet um there's that rye spice it's peppery um it's a really pleasant bourbon at 115 proof this is kind of where i draw that line of not being overly proofed up to where all you're getting is alcohol. And I, I like some higher proofs, but this is about that line where the flavors still come through more than just the proof, just the alcohol. Um, you definitely get some, some wood, you get that oakiness, you get that caramel. Um, you don't get, I don't get sweetness on this though. I get a great bourbon taste to this. This is what I would say I would think of as I think of bourbon. This is a bourbon taste that I want. It's got a nice finish, a nice spice all the way through the end. Um, this to me is absolutely a step up in what you're generally going to find as you're making your way into bourbons. This for $60, I would say is a really good buy but you've got to determine that for yourself. And like I said, at that price point, that's something you should probably try out before you buy a bottle. Um, but I really like this. I think given the sweetness on the, on the nose, given that just typical bourbon that you're going to get with a, with that wood, with that caramel, um, I really like it. It's got like a burnt characteristic to it that I think is really nice. Uh, and it just tastes like a, like a classic bourbon. I think it's really, really nice. So if you try it out and you don't care for it at first, give it a little bit of time let it sit let some air get in there um you know don't rush into pouring uh pouring a glass and downing it like give it some time the other side of this or the other thing with this thing throw a little bit of water in it i really like this with a little bit of water i don't put water in most of my bourbons um but because you get kind of a sweeter um, nose to this when you throw a little water in it it takes away that initial spice because there's spice right when you taste it. Like right when you sip this, you're gonna get a spice right off the bat. So if you throw a little bit of water in it, it eliminates that initial spice and it, it kind of smooths itself out as you take that sip. It's, you still get spice, which I think is great. That, that rye content is a perfect amount for this. Um, it's not overly ride up with the proof. 
So having that proof with it, um, if you add a little bit of water, it just takes away that spice if you're not ready for the higher proof. So try it out with, try it out neat first and then throw a little bit of water in it. It's a nice, it lingers nicely, um, it sticks around, uh, it just kind of sits in the back of your throat with that with that rye spice uh, or that, that peppery type of a, of a flavor. So again, really like this one. Um, give it a try, be patient with it. Uh, you might not get that same funk on the end that I did. Like I said, maybe I was wrong because everybody seems to love this bottle. Uh, it just took me a little bit more time to love it like everybody else. So try it out. Let me know what you think. Leave some comments below. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the channel and uh, and comment. Like this thing. Let me know what you think. Let me know if you've had the 1920, how you liked it. Uh, let me know if you get that funk at the end. Let me know if it was, it's a little off-putting and unapproachable at first. Or tell me if, uh, if you love it from the get-go. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, and I'd love to hear your experience with the old Forester 1920. So thanks again for uh, tuning in. Look forward to the next time. Cheers.